is Wednesday, November 1st. We've already hit November, and we are hanging out with Lori and Julia. We've got a big show ahead of us today. How was your Halloween night, guys? We had 25 kids. Whoa. It was exciting. That's oh, a lot for us. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, we only know because Casey bought us 36-pack of full-size Kit Kat bars. Mm-hmm. And he did the math based on how many he, <laughs> he ate, ate, how many he gave <laughs> to a couple neighborhood kids. And he's like, yeah, we had 25 kids. Wow. That's a- some really cute ones. I'm telling you, I love the littles. They're hey, oh, so cute. Oh, there was an incident. I, I oh, had, no. oh yeah, not as good as the nut, but this kid said to me, <laughs> he he said, they're Kit Kats. And he said, oh, I can't have chocolate. I said, take it and give it to your brother or sister or one of your parents. He goes, okay. <laughs> I mean, who? It's, it seems like so silly. What else were you were you offering? Nothing. You know, I had um, a bowl a of Kit vegetables. I know I don't eat, I can't eat chocolate. Sorry. And I just kind of looked at his mom. I said, this must be a fun night. And she <laughs> said, well, that's a fun line because that, what did she say? Did she commiserate with you a she little bit? She said, that's right. You can give it to your sister or brother or whatever she said, you know, but like he didn't want it. He wanted something else. Well, what do you want? Money? Yeah, you should right, get out my wallet. Right, right. Do you, but I was like, oh, want, I got to tell Julia. It wasn't quite that the nut it, one, but I can't eat chocolate. I'm that's like, well, kinda, I'm going to your brother or your sister. That's kind of a hard one, because where are you supposed to go with that? As a, as I, a I candy this, distributor yeah, on that night. I mean, I felt the same way about I can't eat nuts. You know, right. sorry, kid. The, chocolate I've got full-size Snickers. Take oh it or leave it. Oh, my gosh. You know? Well, according to a dentist, um, today, here's the deal with eating your Halloween candy and your kid's teeth. She just said, basically, eat it all at once. It's better for your teeth than having a few pieces a day for the next two weeks. Um, just get it all over with. She said, it's a big trade-off. Your stomach is going to die, you know. But basically, the worst candy for your teeth is anything sticky or chewy, like Starburst. All the things we like. Jo- dots, Jolly Ranchers. Dots. Yeah. Dots. Oh. Dots, but mm-hmm. but chocolate oh, melts, so it's easier to brush right, away right. and pick out of your teeth. I was you just show me, um, you know, Nikki, your bonus daughter, my niece, her and her family were so clever. It's the cleverest outfit I've ever seen. She there, she and her husband are Halloween um, nuts. Junkies. They've always dressed up together. It's been one of their things, and even the first year that Bruce was born, so he's born in May, and that Halloween. They dressed him up like Bruce Springsteen, got him a bandana and And a little aviators, aviators, and then had, you know, the outfit. And then they dressed up like people in the Springsteen band. And then for this Halloween, yeah, Nikki made a fire engine out of two Amazon boxes with red paper or whatever. She painted it. Oh, is that what she did? She painted painted it like a fire truck. So she, her two, what's Bruce, three? He's two, two and, and a half. half. Yeah, he stood in the middle of the fire truck as his costume in a box, mm-hmm. like an adult would do. Yes, cool. and he was a little fire fireman. engine, a little and fireman. Then, and then Nikki was a big ball of flame, and she wore yellow, orange, and tool kind of so tool. it looked like so, it was a but, real fire flame, yeah. like you see an emoji of a flame. And then her baby, who's only six weeks old, was a little Dalmatian, and then her husband was a fire hydrant. Oh, perfect. It's the cutest thing ever. And he was the hit at a parade on Saturday. Uh, Bruce? Yes, because he's a very 
vigorous firefighter in a truck. Beep, beep, <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> he does that. And and she said last night, you know, he was just, hey, how are you? Happy Halloween. You know, he's got okay. like really great little parrot manners right now. But yeah. that is the key. It's hey. the cutest. Yeah. Hey. And he remembers people's names. Like the, our, my friends Dick and Jean met him one time for one minute, and as they were leaving, he goes, "See you later, Dick and Jean." I mean, how? I mean, I don't even remember people. <laughs> He's so cute. I just met him, but yeah, I do love the little kids. And I know our friend David Lozinski had like a ton of people. He's on Summit. Two thousand, he said, and then he just gave up. Yeah. I mean, what do you do with two? I've never even heard of a number that high. No, those houses yeah. in a, about a six block stretch of Summit are just. Halloween fantasy lands that they have really some people put more money into their Halloween stuff than they do their flowers. That's I mean, so with funny. the putting up the these big inflatables yeah. and some of them talk. Oh, those things are they're hysterical. <sighs> yeah. Someone just sent us um, if they don't like chocolate. We used to have a house on Summit that handed out toothbrushes. What a fun crew. And I do know Dr. Windmiller. Used to hand out floss and a toothbrush. Colleen Lindstrom handed out, out bars of soap and pencils. Can you no, imagine? No, bars of soap, like hotel things. People the, like it. She said people like it. I think it's something different and funny. A little mini bar of soap. If you're the kid, you don't like it. You get to, you're you like. Colleen, call and defend yourself. You warn your friends, don't go to that house. They're giving out pencils and shampoo <laughs> size uh Conditioner bottles. Oh gosh! Whatever. I, I we <laughs> didn't, you didn't have any. I wasn't home for it. Oh. No, we didn't have any. I went to pickleball boot camp. Why? Because it's what I do with it's, the pickleball chicks. No, no, it's just over by my house, and oh. it's just um, two hours of straight yeah. strategy. Right. Serve to the left, serve to the right. Stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. It was fun. Yeah, look at that. Totally a fun night. Have we totally forgotten our pickleball victories? It's just in the rearview mirror, and our trophy's going to collect dust now. It was on grand. It got transferred to your desk. Well, no, for yesterday, just for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's back at our it's, desk. It's, it's back the traveling. Desk. Yeah. I think people should do fun things with the trophy. I um, The pickleball chicks actually had a podcast. You know, they podcast, I think, once a week. Mm-hmm. And they were back at Lucky Strikes in the beautiful room that we were in, the Florida room, the Miami oh. room, or the Palm Beach room, or whatever yeah. it's called. And um, it was just fun to see the energy and the action back there because that was really pretty fun. It was. It was a good, good, good place. It had a good ending. It it had the best ending. Great ending. It had the best ending. We like it. Good finale. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to keep up the Halloween theme here. Someone who just was so delightful. It was such a good interview, but Jimmy Kimmel only posted a little bit. But Marissa Tomei stopped by to promote the show that she's doing with Peter Dinklage and... I forget. Anne Hathaway, I think, is in it. But they just got off on a tangent right away. And, of course, Jimmy Kimmel always does some Halloween stuff. So it's our story we can't get enough of. All right, everybody. You know how we love traveling and going to our fantastic airport, number one in the country. That's right. And the deal is always get to the airport early and enjoy yourself before you go with so much to do there. But really taking all the stress out of your travel by going to MSPAirport.com. Pre-booking your parking. That is so nice. And if you're traveling now, we're coming up on holiday travel. If you're traveling with a lot of stuff, like a stroller or just a lot of luggage, you can park in the parking, the 24-hour lot off of Post Road, and they will pick you up at your 
car. And, and it's 24-7, like you said. They're terminals, so you don't have to, because sometimes when you park, you got a long walk to... And if you're traveling with a senior, you know, older, they don't want to walk that far, but they aren't ready for the wheelchair service from the airport. That's kind right. Of thing. It's a convenient. Brittany has used that a lot for that very reason. When you got a lot of loot, it's perfect. Get to the airport early. Enjoy yourself before you go to MSPAirport.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you didn't see any late night last night, Jimmy Kimmel had a very funny bed. Uh, I, you might have seen this in the one of your, when you're looking for randoms, the amount of money that... Americans spend on pet costumes for Halloween. No, I know it's outrageous. Seven hundred million dollars. This is, is what like the-, the biggest people spend. It's like Christmas and then Halloween are neck and neck with some adults. But the pet costumes is a huge thing, and oh, anyone yeah. making pet costumes is having it and having a you know great time of it. And so Jimmy Kimmel, there were two dogs that belonged to I guess people who worked there, and. It's a costume, and it came in. One was sort of a dark brown. The other one was sort of reddish, so you could match it to the fur of the dog. And oh, this sure. it works on a smaller dog, and it's a, so it looks like a tarantula with eight legs coming off oh, the I side of its scared. body. We posted it, and he just had this dog in different places scaring people. It's absolutely, if you just need a little laugh today, <laughs> watch these dogs as big tarantulas. Tarantulas scare the bejesus out of staffers, even scaring Jimmy. And he was in on the joke. He just didn't know when these tarantulas would. And they're, you know, a small four-pound dog as a tarantula. Okay, that literally looks scary. The legs It looks like an alien animal. (gasps) This would have scared the crap out of me. And one girl, his his cousin who works there, I can't think of what her name is, but he scared her multiple times and she fell for it every single time. (laughs) It's scary looking because it's so real. Because their colors match the fur of the dog so well. Oh, that's that's unbelievable. (gasps) That would have been a good costume for your dog at home. Yes, very clever, but $700 million. Oh, I know. The dogs are... Oh. My my Heather, my PT lady, yesterday, she's got, I can't think of the name of her bulldog, but everyone's in love with it. And the whole, because she got a, a, a sailor outfit mm. for the bulldog, the oh, theme, so they dressed around the dog's costume. Of course. And they were Gill- Gilligan's Island. I love it. But oh. it was, she just said, we we're so excited. I can't think of the cute name of her dog, oh, but gosh. I mean, the dog leads the way. Yes. It's the mascot for the business. Yeah. Maybe we need our own French bulldog we bring in every day. Well, the pickle chicks, uh, um, not Annie, but what's her Rebecca? The, yeah, she has a dog that's a that she dresses in costume <laughs> that's at the, always at the pickleball court, and it, he's kind of a star. I think they are. Show. I think that's so funny. So so Marissa Tomei is promoting this movie that thanks to an interim agreement with SAG-AFTRA, uh, Anne Hathaway and Miss Marissa Tomei are able to promote this movie during the strike called She Came to Me. Rebecca Miller, Daniel Day-Lewis's wife, directed this. I think she also wrote it. Peter Dinklage is in it. It's. Um, I think it's one of those movies you're going to have to... See it for yourself. The critics haven't exactly loved it. Now, I love okay. that. Let me Hollywood speak yeah. it. It's not doing well, but it's based on a woman who has writer's block, and yes. then she goes out and has a one-night stand with Peter Dinklage. Yes. And what comes 
Oh, I think he has the writer's oh, block. Oh, he might and have it. He okay. has a one night stand, and it unblocks him, so to speak. <laughs> anyway, but Marissa, someone had a block, and someone had a block. Someone got a blockage and got laid. But Marissa Tomei had the coolest dress on. She looked like a Dior skeleton. It was this long sort of taffeta looking gown. And then the chains and everything looked like a skeleton, including having ovaries in the ovary spot, which she pointed out. But she just was uh, so much fun. But first, they didn't really post anything. And I didn't want Grant to have to sit and listen. They talked so little about the movie. I mean, they just... Seemed like they've known each other and they just were laughing and having good. But they were talking about and this made me think of you because you and I are one of the only two people to profess a love for this, even though we didn't buy any this Halloween season. But they have a conversation about Halloween candy. What was your favorite candy? Like, what was the prize item? Um, maybe like a Twizzlers, Red Vines. I like mm-hmm. those. Nice. What did you like? What, what did you like? Oh, Gum. wasn't there one like banana? Gum. Gum, yeah. Gum, like a basic? What are you talking about? Gum. <laughs> I love gum. Um, <laughs> I still, to this day, will pick all the gum out of my kids' baskets and claim it for myself. Uh, Double oh, bubble. Get, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bazooka. It doesn't feel like holiday festive. That's how I celebrate. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the gum. I don't like Twizzlers. To me, yeah. it's like eating a toy. I do not eat Twizzlers yeah, or yeah. licorice. What about candy corn? Candy corn? You know, everyone hates candy corn. I like it. Candy corn and like circus peanuts, the two most reviled (laughs) candies I enjoy. You're not fighting with anybody over what's in that that jack-o'-lantern. I guess not, yeah. You're getting the leftovers. That's it. Just right over you. Yeah, maybe I'm non-confrontational is why I like (laughs) the candies that nobody else wants. You You don't love gum, though, in the thing? No, I don't love gum in the thing. I, <laughs> that just I sounds mean, I funny. guess Swedish fish, that would be like oh, very, love, very hoity-toity. Yeah, you, you had like to get a, a bag of those. Fish. But that's not gum. It, no, it ain't gum. And when but, we <laughs> were kids, Swedish fish did not come prepackaged when we were kids, right? That's true. No, it was just floating out there like, with everything else. Yeah, in the it, was, dirty it came hands. in a paper bag at the candy store. <laughs> no, but when you put your hands in, though, it was like into the jack o' lantern. It was just all. It would be cleaner eating an actual fish than the Swedish fish. Yeah. And then we had those bits of honey. Oh, I love a bit of honey. These are all the things that are dental nightmares. Yes. Yes. They're dental nightmares. But the other, the thing with the gum is if anyone went in my car right now, they would think I have a problem. Um, I have a a jug of gum in my door, you know, those containers now that are like that gum that are $5. And then I have all this trident gum. In the middle spot, and um, I take the gum out once it loses its flavor. I look for something to put it on, and I have a cardboard piece of someone's business card that I keep. Surely, oh, I know, but I don't God. have paper to roll it up in because it comes in the container where yeah. you have, you know, fifty gum. Is it bad to throw gum out the window? Yes, it is. It's littering. You get eh. it? No, you can't throw gum out the window. What if someone drives? No, that is littering to me. Okay, that is full Grant on littering. Grant and I are probably on different sides no. of the littering train yeah. on this one with oh, you. Oh no, no, no! But not on the freeway. What? It, no, you I don't want just gum. Go, 
And then no, you just send that's it sailing. Like, it would come back and hit me, like spit would probably if you went out the window. I think it just lands on the... You know, I would never do that. I would. I think that's full-on littering. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I do. No wonder you have well, such you know, a litter mind. But you know you if can't... that's littering. You can't chew gum in, like, Toronto. They have a rule against it. Portland Airport, they don't even sell gum. It's against the law. Because they spend so much time scraping gum off the ground. That's I agree. I've been yeah. to Napoli, otherwise known as Naples. That oh, place you, is the you, gum capital... You cannot believe how much gum they've never this removed any of the gross. gum. So yeah, I yeah, just yeah. leave it on a I little don't, thing. Like, it not, freezes in the winter. Yeah, I mean, I'm not throwing it on a sidewalk. But if I'm in a car and I'm chewing a piece of gum, I roll down the window and I go, Puh. no. All right, I'm with you, Lori, on no. that. Yeah. But, Julia, I have to give you some vindication here. <laughs> so here we go. Is gum littering? I Googled it. Yeah. Oh. The straight answer is yes. In fact, it's the second largest source of litter globally in the world. Yeah. Gum. Because I, people throw it out in parks and on sidewalks. I don't do that. Well, you I go, would ne- where are you? I'm in a, I'm <laughs> on a street. Highway. What's the difference? Because a street gets repaved over when? eventually. Do you live in St. Paul? Never. <laughs> I just. I guess I'm not worried about freeway gum. That's really. But you don't it. ever go on the freeway, barely. Uh, yes, I do. Well, anyway, when I'm, I'm, I'm collecting it. A- I'm collecting it. I mean, I I take it out and put it in because you like you know how you are with bazooka bubble gum. I love we it. buy a bag. I like I, double bubble. Double bubble. I come in the next day. It's all gone. Yeah, I know. Because you chew it and you go through it and pop mm-hmm. it out once the mm-hmm. flavor gets gone. And that's kind of like these containers. But the gum is oh, yeah. I do love chewing. Um, I, I want to ask you, I don't, I, cause God knows you haven't gotten back to the Britney Spears book, even though it is so compelling. Maybe I this love weekend. getting schooled. But you're the John Samos. Have you, I'm almost done. Have you heard him tell the Elizabeth Taylor story yet? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, cause that one made it's me laugh. It's hysterical. I heard him uh, giving another interview and, and the. Interview was like, tell me about the time when you were blackie, because I had forgot that Elizabeth Taylor Guest played starred. this lady, Helena Cassidine. She appeared on three episodes of General Hospital 1981. She was dear friends with Tony Geary. But wasn't Luke. her son on it, too, in the Ice Princess stage? The, the, her son was on it. She got yeah, on General Hospital because of her friendship yes. with Tony Geary, who played Luke. He talked her so here's it. So here's what John Samos says. So I get cast on this show, the biggest show ever out there, and the big storyline, it was the hottest storyline, like 50, 78 million people were watching General Hospital in the 80s, and the premise of the big wedding, Luke and Laura, is Luke rapes Laura, Yes, and then they get married. Yes. That is literally what the premise of it was. Right. And it made me think back, like, yes, it was. Yes. (laughs) She had, like, Stockholm Syndrome when she married him. Oh, It was the most bizarre thing. 1981. I'm telling you, everything was, people just got away with everything. Not as much as they did in And Stockholm Syndrome was Patty um, Hearst. Maybe that was why that came in. But John Stamos yelled at Elizabeth Taylor. Get the old lady. Get the old lady out of my eye line. And then he realized that the pop he heard was Elizabeth Taylor unpopping a bottle of champagne, talking to Tony Geary and... He, he, he apologized, he apologized for, for It was the sure. only time he said I made a diva move, and I just and blew it. he was it. only 18. knew. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's kind of... Get he's, the he's old bu- lady out of my eyesight! And then he finds out it's a She's an icon. Taylor. What a story. <laughs> that is a good one. Mm.
Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We have a question from one of our listeners. She was told she needs to split everything 50-50. Is this true? It's not that black and white. Our law says that there will be a fair and equitable distribution of the marital estate. Your marital estate talks about what you own and what you owe. Most cases, equitable usually means equal, but there can be facts in certain circumstances under which one party's awarded more assets or one party's awarded more debts. It's really a case-by-case basis, and that's why you really need to come in and talk to an attorney about what your particular case entails. So what does that mean for her house and her 401k? Again, it's really a case-by-case basis. And remember, dividing things equally, even if you're doing that, doesn't mean you're necessarily splitting every single asset. So there's lots of different ways to do it, depending on what people want, what their goals are, and how you can reach resolution. That's really good information. I bet a lot of other listeners want to know this. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Joyous news greeted us today when we found out because uh, the Montreal Canadian, somebody in charge of communications, got the okay. Celine Dion was at the hockey game last night. The Montreal Canadiens played in Las Vegas against the Las Vegas Knights, and she went back to the locker room. For three children, she's got, I think, a 21-year-old and 15-year-old twins. What are they? Nelson and Eddie are 13. 13. That just cracks me up that she, Nelson, and then Renee Charles is 22, and she greeted players and fans at the match. She was back, you know, in the locker room and shaking hands. She seemed to be in great spirits, and the vice president of hockey communications said a great visit to our game in Vegas yesterday. Thank you, Celine Dion, for your yeah. generosity. The whole team was very happy to meet you and your family. She's heard on the video saying to the players, just stay healthy, strong, do what you do best. She's so cute. I you know. know, part of her memorabilia. We haven't seen her in since, three and no, a half I know. years. And I noticed something, and I don't know if I'm an evil eye or a wicked evil eye or just the wicked witch of of noticing people's defaults. Um, but there's a video of her shaking hands with that coach or whoever that person is. She has stiff person. No, I know, but I'm just saying that I pointed this out to you guys. I feel Mm -hmm. guilty that I saw it. She has a rare neurological Mm -hmm. condition that we've only a thousand people in the whole damn world have this stiff person syndrome. So when I, I brought you guys over to see the video, so when she's shaking, going to shake the guy's hand, the coach, her arm is out, and then it suddenly falls, and then she lifts it up again. Because one of the con- things that happens is you, is you have pain- No, you have painful muscle uh, Spasm. spasms that no. you have no control over. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she was able to be out, yes. and she looked great. She, she had looked a, phenomenal. She had a nice vest on, and, and so <laughs> nice. you might have been. She really did. I loved her vest. No, I, I love Celine Dion. It's just, I'm so glad she went out, because what are you going to do? Stay in your house the rest of your life, you know? She hasn't been able to get out of bed. Her sister lives with her. She has, that has been one of, she's on, you know, she, let me tell you. I didn't hear that it was bed rest. Oh, Julia. I didn't hear that. Your, your lack of compassion for step person syndrome is really, (laughs) well, there's really bothering me right now. There's not that much information about it. No, I don't. By the very fact of its name, Julia, is that because, yes, there's. I didn't know that she couldn't get out of bed, Lori. Yes. 
So she's on some kind of medication or they figured out something that she was able to do this. I and love there it. you are, eagle eyed. No, I'm just looking saying, for something. I'm, evil. I'm terrible. I admitted it up front. But if you want us do you if you want, some of her memorabilia is going up for auction. Oh. And the handwritten lyrics for two of her songs. Oh. She just looks darling. She did. I'm just telling you some other things yeah. that are happening with Celine. Yeah. Right. Um, the prayer, her collaboration with Italian, you know. Uh, I'm disappointed you're not gonna that you buy- do not feel the appreciation that it has been three and a half years since we have seen our songbird I'm in delighted person. to see her. All I was saying is I felt so bad that I noticed that and called uh, you guys over to point it out. All right. That's well, all so that's I was getting really at. what we're getting to. I felt bad. But it. it I was so happy to well, see of course. her. This, you know, I was like, yes. And she gave the okay, you know, to the Montreal Canadians. And she's got some real sturdy, um, nice, foamy looking this tennis is, shoes I'm on. For this. Okay, this is gonna this <laughs> this, just, this is gonna go somewhere. You have to watch her new movie. And it's love again. You guys have to watch it on um I think it's on Netflix. It's with Priyanka Chopra. And Sam Hugo. Oh, you have told us I, this, and we have not listened to you. It's so good. It's just so sweet. And she's in it, and it's the last thing that she's done. And it's so... Maybe that's why you don't feel it's been so long since you've seen her, because you actually watched her movie three <laughs> months ago, whereas Grant and I and other people that haven't seen the movie, it has been three and a half years since we've seen her. I just part. saw her two months ago. You or just month ago. saw her. She right. was just in my living room. But in this movie, only got 20 Seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So what I'm telling you, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and it was just so wonderful because she's in the movie in quite the movie. a bit. Yes. So you're right. I she was just I just saw her yesterday. That's why you've <laughs> had this weird reaction because you did I just am. see her, and she looked phenomenal in the movie. It's the last thing she did. That's right. It's such a cute movie, you guys. I know. I should just start a rom com. I'm so glad. Rom com Facebook page. You you could. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, you, you watch and read enough I, things that you I, can. I know you that can direct people. I could go. Just add it to one of your other jobs you love sure. doing. Or don't love doing. But I was going to say about uh, Celine Dion, I'm so glad that once she went through all the year of first with the passing of her husband, Renee, and she had like two years, uh, and she was really good friends with this wonderful gay man, and they went to Paris Paris, Fashion Shows like four times, and she was just front and center, and people wanted to dress her, and... You know, her kids were old enough. She felt she could leave them. She was done with the Vegas residency. It just felt like she was just like, okay, I can see a rainbow again in my life. I'm glad she... And she was having so much fun. I know. There was so much amazing content. And then there was all... Is this her boyfriend? Is this whatever? But he was like her... What they were called in the 50s and 60s and 70s, a walker. Oh, that's what you called yeah. a man that wasn't necessarily a lover, but he would walk and be by your side. I at thought we only called him called him that on cruise ships. No, that no. was extended outside of the cruise. Industry. That is an ex, that is a term that I you, thought they call him your friend Truman Capote, Vanity <laughs> Fair. If you Google, he it. was a walker. A I walker. think he was a friend, Lori. But he was. That's what they. That's what he, they call, referred to people. Like I don't know if it got they were used. Di- they, Much past the 70s, but a man who would accompany <laughs> yes, you, who wasn't a lover, 
wasn't a boyfriend, wasn't a husband. They were referred to in the society pages as walkers. I thought they had another name. Well, like, I mean, if you pay them, they're gigolos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was the name I'm familiar yeah. with. Oh, my God. No, you know. she... Oh, Celine. I mean, are you looking that up? A walker, you know, a walker, a society? A couturement or an accompany. There was another name. No, no. Just a straight old walker. Like Slim Aaron and Babe (laughs) Pally. Truman Capote Swans. He was... That movie's going to come out. Yes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think he was... He was a walker until he wasn't, until he wrote that book, Book. Unanswered Mm -hmm. Prayers, and everybody knew who everybody was, even though he disguised things. Not enough, because it was all firsthand gossip that he got from all the New York swans. Swans. uh, You know, the basically the rich and privileged women of New York society in the 60s and 70s. A, a walker is a term coined by a woman's wear daily publisher, John Fairchild. He Thank described you. it as a man, often gay, who escorts fashionable women to societal events mm-hmm. where it their husbands are de- or, or, where their husbands are no longer with them or decline to attend. Yeah, so yeah. it was a, a it's word a walker. that was for some reason I thought it had something a better word escort, than that. Escort, but that's that's yeah. another term for it. But what do they can call them on cruise ships? Though dancers or uh, you know the men, they're not. They'll dance with you. Yes. They, There's another name. Yes. Um, there is a name because your dad and I, I on, the, <laughs> on the cruise for his 80th birthday, when he became aware of these gentlemen who were cruise companions dancing. Dance with, hosts is what it's saying dance here. Hosts, okay, dance, dance gentlemen, ambassador host. We discussed on several occasions on that cruise ship. My dad could be hired out as one yes, of them? Yes, yes. It would be, oh. And he said, I just have to brush up on my waltz. <laughs> he had this, he had this snap. He, your, your dad knew how to fast Yeah, dance. he did. And he had this snap. But there, there's a lot of ballroom dancing and that yes. was our one hiccup. And I remember <laughs> he was like, he thought you could be some help getting him some if it, and I said, well, do you think you're going to be able to be at sea for a six month commitment? And he's, well, if it could be during the winter, and all the kids say I could go. Oh God, Lori! You know I love how you entertain my dad and his mind. I mean, Lori, you would spin these stories oh. that would just, oh, cat! I can see you doing yes. this. You would be perfect. You're such a good listener. I yes, know. and if you, but you've got to work on your ballroom dance. These. He would. My dad had a funny jerk to his dancing. He, he had it to his skiing too. There was just this yeah, funny, like little. I always thought that little jerk was because he couldn't quite hear the music, so he's looking for the beat. <laughs> like, find it. <laughs> find it. I got it. I got it. Find it. Oh God! Uh, news that no one saw coming. Uh, Huey Lewis in the news jukebox musical is going to open on Broadway yeah. in March of. 2024, despite it playing and San Diego at the Old Globe Theater to disastrous reviews. I'm shocked that they're going to do that. Right. Well, they're going to. His new music is so annoying. <laughs> Thank you. If you grew up when we. I it's want the a most new drug. annoying. Hip to be square. Hip to be you square. Believe in love. I like heart and soul, but yeah, I mean, it honestly. was so annoying. And to make this into a Broadway jukebox musical, I didn't think his catalog's that big. I've always felt bad for him because he loved to perform, and he yeah. you'd see him yeah. at every county fair. But he he had an inner 
That just happened. Death thing. Basically, they were square rock and roll. Okay, because <laughs> it's hip to be square. Yeah, but they were a square band that came of age in the Reagan era. They were, they they were, I they were, they were not Led Zeppelin. They were not rock rock. What I considered rock and roll. They I, were hip to be square. square. That title Is just there? fits them. It does, and I I guess many people think Huey Lewis and his band's real claim to fame is that. They were Elvis Costello's band, and it was mm. called El. It was, the band was called um, Clover, and it was Elvis Costello and the Clovers and the band. Oh, I and didn't know it that. was all of Huey Lewis's whole entire band. And then Elvis Costello wanted to just be solo, solo. artist and broke apart, and then Huey Lewis in the news. But a broad, a juke. So if you love them, if you love your square rock and roll. Good news, Broadway. If Shares can't make it, which has the catalog that's lovely music and stories, this isn't going anywhere fast. Like I, said, I love that it was a bomb at the San Diego Con- The Old Commun- Globe Theater. <laughs> You've been there. All right, listen. Uh, when we come back, um, this headline just made me uh, stop and pause. Why does Matthew Perry's death feel like a beetle died? Mm, I can. I feel like I can answer that when we come yeah. back. Yeah. Right. Oh dear. Hey everybody! Thanks for hanging out. So you know, last January, like this big, huge TV thing was done about what are the what are really and truly the favorite shows by the numbers, by what people say, blah blah blah. And the number one show was Friends. Mm-hmm. And basically, eighties and nineties ruled the top tens list. Friends, Seinfeld, Game of Thrones. Three's Company, Frasier, MASH, Battlestar Galactica, The Simpsons, The Wire is, you know, number 10, but Friends is number one. Mm -hmm. And at three out of four adults that were in this uh, survey that was a part of this said, no matter what they're doing or how they're feeling, if their favorite show is on, they'll stop and watch. Okay, let me tell you what I did. Yeah. Um, last night I couldn't get to sleep after pickleball boot camp camp. and I get home late, you know, and I'm all wound up. I watched season one, episode one of friends on max. And then in the very first episode, they're all so young and watching how they all met at the central perk and how Rachel walks in with her wedding dress and she just left the dentist Mm-hmm. And she's not really friends with Monica because they haven't spoken. Monica says, why didn't you invite me to your wedding? Well, yeah, you yeah. know, whatever. Let's get over that. But I need a place to live. And just watching. I, I made it through four episodes because they're so quick without commercials. It's yeah. it's still delightful, still charming. And Chandler Bing, um, Matthew Perry's character, he's hysterical and delightful and funny and soft up everything. And he's the character that most... People like when they do things, not that they ever really did that much, you know, like Sex in the City, are you Samantha here? Right. But, but Chandler would always come out as being on by far kind of the uh, favorite of people. And I think and the most quoted, yeah, the most quoted, yes. definitely because of his zippy one liners. But I think because people relate to sarcasm, hiding behind vulnerability mm-hmm. and emotions with sarcasm. I, it's what I do. It's like what my dad would do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's people relate to 
the sarcastic side as a way, you know, that, because that's what, yeah, because that's what people will do. And so there's a great line, Lori, just what you said. So the guy that was on the odd couple with him that was on for like a few years in the teens, 2000s or something. Yeah. Here's what he said about Matthew Perry's legacy. He said he was a cartoon mascot for anxiety wrapped in the packaging of a matinee idol. Mm. A, te- a Canadian tennis pro, a heartthrob with a racing heart, a playwright, and an accidental superstar. Because yeah. you all kind of felt like you could be ch- a Chandler kind of thing. Thomas yeah. Lennon. That was Thomas Lennon. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Right. That's the and other. I think, you know, for a lot of people, why it feels like it is a Beatles. Like, I talked to my niece after, you know, she texted me, who's 25, and she's just... You know, she's a ball of anxiety ever since her brother took his life when she was like 13. Mm-hmm. And friends, even though some, you know, she wasn't a 20 something year old, like they were her friends. And it was like comfort to her. And she's just like, she said, you know, Dooney, I, this is the first death I've ever, ever feel, you know, broke, like a celebrity death, or, a broken right. heart, 25. She's yeah. known, but like she, she's like, like she knew him. She was devastated personally and i think um there are so many multiple generations that are attached to friends friends. like grant you're younger than us by far my kids love yeah it's so so the hollywood reporter did this thing about how matthew perry's passing people remember it like they did with nirvana or you and i remember where we were when john lennon you know was shot and very emotional, but the love for Perry because we'll never see a friend's situation again. Right. So here's one of the things. So it aired from 94 to 2004, and it's considered a unicorn like I Love Lucy or, um, you know, MASH or Seinfeld in that people just keep rediscovering it. Like teenagers have no idea that that was ever on a show called NBC or whatever right. a, a network. That, <laughs> a network. They all find I made a nineteen-year-old last night. My neighbor kid watch an episode with me, and he looked at me like it was just like, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> at its height, Friends would get fifty million people mm-hmm. live on a Thursday night with north of seventy-five million. That's a third of the country tuning in. You didn't go to work the next day if you didn't watch Friends, or you wouldn't be part of the water cooler conversation that rarely happens anymore multiple generations have discovered the show and claim it as theirs because they never had anything topical it was all about all the stuff you go through in your 20s which is common to everybody these are passages of life that all walks of life everybody can relate to and so it speaks not just to the generation of 20-somethings that were 20-something when they were. It speaks to the younger kid, like my niece mm-hmm. Marissa, um, or discovered it on Nick at Night. And they were just like, oh, I like this, you know. And It's comfort food, Lori. Actresses, baseball players, and singers have learned English. Mm-hmm. We talked about that, yep. And it's truly one of the biggest TV shows that was ever made in terms of population, not just here, but everywhere globally. And um, it said when Friends ended in May of 2004, 80% of millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Jonesers, and baby boomers 
knew who Matthew Perry was. His positive Q score, which is a measure of how well regarded a celebrity is, was off the charts. His score was in the 30s, and the average celebrity is about 16. Wow. And although none of his subsequent work approached that supernova success, he um, his Q score barely fell right, off so, yeah. because people always felt, you know, the we Chandler. Chandler. And it was also the show's most watched episode, episode 1996, the one after the Super Bowl, the one with Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. That drew 50 million, 53 million viewers, which is still the biggest audience for a post-Super Bowl show ever. Mm-hmm. Probably never happen again. No, it won't, no. Um, so. And... Perry scenes are the most memorable in that episode. Mm-hmm. The uh-huh. whole Julia Roberts and being in front of that many people week after week for a decade, then countless more in syndication. It's been 20 years, you know, since it ended, but never, no one ever feel feels contemptuous of Chandler's character. Never. There's like never. sometimes Ross could be super oh, annoying. annoying. Yes, Monica. Yes. No one. You never really. I never really got annoyed with Joey, Joey either. Joey I really got is a kick so out of him. skinny <laughs> in this first year. He's so thin. And oh yeah, they're so young. They have looking. long hair yeah. too. They have yeah. long hair in that first season. That's the only season where Joey and Chandler have long and, hair. And and um, Jennifer Aniston's hair is wavy. Yes, yes, yeah. wavy and full. So yeah. you know he is genuinely. Funniness, all of that funny of him, because Marta Kaufman and what's the other guy? David something. Not David, Jeffrey, I think, or James. was something like that. Marta Kaufman and something, something. Crane, David Crane. David Crane, Crane, yes. They were talking about how he was, um, that the audiences just loved him because he, as a character, he had a boring, undefined job. Yeah. He had tough relationships with his parents. Mm -hmm. They knew he was going to have a spotty romantic life. And he was so sarcastic, but he was the most relatable for that reason, Mm -hmm. they said. And they just said he made everything funnier because he was such Mm -hmm. a naturally funny guy. Yeah. I think this is how, think of how... Think of how that Friends yeah. team is doing, especially Jennifer Aniston. Oh, she all was, of them. Yeah, all of them. Anyway, so that's we just won't have this kind of connection again. All right, I know we got to go. Yep.